Good evening, brothers and sisters. Stepping into the moonlight once again. This is SK McQuaid coming at you from Wade Enterprise. I'll talk, give you a little overview of what this episode is going to be about. It's probably going to hit hard and hit close to home for many views, but just remember this is merely a perspective. Keep an open mind. Think critically. And question everything. Research. Learn. Check out what we got going on and tune in to see what we got. Tonight we're going to be discussing enlightenment. Bit of faith, symbols, and symbolism, and how our interpretation of each of these things is altered by our perception of those very same things. And by that, I mean. Distinguish between one object and another and how they are different, we therefore shroud and darken the true aspect of things. We ignore our awareness that that is a rock and that is a tree that when we say well a tree is made of wood and a rock is made of stone we start to muddy the nature of things we try to explain the unexplainable. We complicate things. We give meaning and value to aspects of our reality that in the truest sense of the nature is one and the same. Humans have a preoccupied mind in that we are aware, as all other creatures and beings are, yet we are self-aware, unlike all other creatures, which makes us unique. However, we think this makes us special. When we are no more special than the next living creature. 
except in the fact that we can understand that we are. Much as a dog will never ask, who am I? A man must know himself in order to know the universe. In any great teachings of enlightenment or spirituality, we are told you must know thyself to be able to accept thyself. And then a confused mind would say, well, I know me. I am I. How can I accept what I already am? To accept something is to agree that it is outside of my control, so I accept that. Therefore, when we choose to wonder at the possibilities of who I might be, who I may become, we then set ourselves on a path wandering in circles, much like the Ouroboros and philosophy the snake eating its own tail because it is trying to reach a place in which it already is. Or much like in mathematics, a Mobius strip a one-sided, one-edged, curved figure, or the climb bottle. It's a two-dimensional figure that folds in on itself. It has an outside, but no inside, or an inside and no outside. See the or cannot be both. So. When we try to explain who we are, we are trying to deceive ourselves, that of which we know. I am I. You are you. However, in the same breath, I am you and you are me. Talking about the meaning behind symbolisms. Why do we have the symbols? What does it mean as a symbol? One plus one is two. Where do we get the meaning 
behind that symbol. Why is that symbol denominated as one? The same character drawn in a singular fashion could be a wall, could be a line, could be one, could be the letter I. Symbols are given meaning, therefore given power. Given, not innate. Given. Much as a king is only a king because of the crown upon his head, but when he takes the crown off, he is nothing more than a mere man. So what? Gives him that power. We live in a society full of different things that mean many facets of the same reality and there are given symbols and behind those symbols we attach them to theory belief thought what we call knowledge However, I want to ask, what is knowledge? What is the basis of knowledge? When we seek to learn, are we really seeking knowledge? Or are we seeking the explanation behind what is already known? We take for granted that we have been given knowledge. Knowledge is innate. When we are born, we come into the material world as explorers, as travelers. We choose to travel this path. Why? So that we may learn. That we may gain perspective on what is known. Yet we delineate our time, our effort, our power, our hunger for needs beyond ourselves, and a means to gain. Success, riches, power, even, or merely just a station in which your being would be satisfied. However, we are already there. 
if someone was to go to a guru and ask for spiritual enlightenment, they would therefore be trapping themselves in an outside perception that they seek something that they already have, which is knowledge, which is themselves, which is that inner faith. If you have faith in a belief, or faith in a hope, or faith in a movement, Do you not already know that that movement is real? Or that that belief is real? You have no doubts. You do not question your faith. You may change faith from a religious point of view to a hopeful point of view or to a a higher calling. Is it not the same? When we stand there at the edge of the world and we're looking out into space, well, you're looking at yourself. You're looking at all things that are made and created in this material existence. However, it is all connected by the ethereal bonds that hold us, that mold us, that shape us. And it all comes back to the one. You. Me. We. Ancient philosophers believed that the earth was the center of the universe. It is. So too is any other place you decide to place as the center. In geometry, if you place a point on a sphere, that point is the center of that sphere, regardless of where you place it. It will always be center. So therefore, when you seek enlightenment, center thyself. Find your center. centered we ask where am I well obviously you are here and you ask who am I you are you we ask these questions to seek answers that we know Yet we feel that we need an explanation. So as any great intellectual, an explanation is given. Yet when you explain a belief or a system of autonomy or 
the simplest mechanisms of a machine you then become entangled in the complexities of words we give words meaning to the meaningless we allow ourselves to be trapped in this idea that we have to find the answer we have to solve the puzzle when in actuality there is no puzzle there is no answer there just is and in that being you are when we choose to non-identify with the material and we try to look in on ourselves it is in the same concept of trying to see your own eyes you cannot pluck out an eyeball to look at yourself because then you would be disconnected from your sight so to see oneself is the perception from an inner view and when we look at others all we see is the perception of the outside view so when we judge ourselves we do so from a misconstrued outside perception which then delineates a thought process of self-mutilation in a way I am ugly, I am fat, I am weak, I am a liar, I am a thief it just condescend yourself through the outside perception of what you see in others which in actuality is just a manifestation of what you hold inside yourself so on the same line of going to that spiritual teacher you ask help me there is something wrong with me that teacher would do everything in their power to prove to you yes you are wrong and you must be fixed however you will be strung along with breadcrumbs steadily trying to pick up the pieces of something that is broken yet already whole you and eventually you'll come to the realization that that spiritual teacher has been pulling your leg had you hoodwinked leading you astray and on this wild goose chase to find something that you already have and that's 
when you reach enlightenment. When you realize that everything that you have sought and are continuously seeking, you hold inside yourself. Therefore, you find that you are the center of the universe. And the universe is the center of you. All things are one. This goes into awareness. What does that mean? say fact because how are we to decide what truly is fact just merely want to give another perspective in the world in which we now live we are never shown anything that has not either been attempted is now in operation or perceived to have some sort of truth behind it. What I mean by that is the movies that we are placated to, the systems which govern our thoughts, in a way is constant manipulation in the form of disguised falsehoods placating to hidden truths like in military movies where they have futuristic weapons and stuff where do you think the idea for something like that came from one guy was just sitting there and was like, hmm, I should make a gun with laser beams. Where'd the laser come from? Oh, wait, we've had that technology for decades. Yet, we pass it off as science fiction until it becomes so irrelevant that it is allowed to be relevant and then forgotten about it just it baffles me that we can have the wool pulled over our eyes so easily and never once think to say hey I wonder if what they're telling us is fiction and false is actually true and they just don't want us to believe that. Well, in some cases this is true and in some cases yes, 
it's for mere entertainment, but why entertain the idea if it has not been tried or proven false? Hmm. I don't know, just questions, right? Questions. That's what I ask of you. Question things. Think critically. Think beyond of what you have been told. What has been given to you as the right answers. What is the right answer? Who has the answers? It all comes back to you. It leads me to say also in the video games that we play and love. The things that are placated there. They gloss over real events. They gloss over real technologies. They gloss over things that are placated to us as falsehoods disguised as hidden truths. So, one of my most favorite game series is the Assassin's Creed. And it tells you, oh, this is a science fiction work detected by a multicultural group whose views and religions and all this come together to coincide a game for the entertainment and pleasure of its audience. True. Very, very true. However, the ideologies, the symbolisms behind it, are they not also true? I am fully aware of certain things that are hidden knowledges. And it comes back to tapping into the source. You. Your hidden knowledge. Your inner knowledge. Just like the man lays on the device to tap into his ancestral DNA. So can you, with proper self-discipline, tap into ancient knowledge that has been handed down generation after generation after generation. It's called occultism. The word itself means hidden knowledge. But it has a stigma. Like, oh, that's some devil worshiping or that's some cult. No. Occultism. Oh, occultism. Ah, oh, occultism. Meaning hidden knowledge. Why is it hidden? Well, say you were the king of an empire, and the only way you held power was because of that crown on your head. You really are no different than any other man that stands beside you, except you wear a crown. Hidden knowledge. If every man knew that he was equal to that of a king, there would be no kings. There would only be great men. So knowledge is kept hidden. Why? To influence control, to influence power, to influence gain. These are one of the wrongs of the world. These are the wrongs that are be done to us. And we allow it. Why? Because we are given trinkets. We are given so-called freedoms. 
but those same things are the chains that bind us to that overall slavery of self. We are we enslave ourselves to the dogmas and practices that tell us so-called right from wrong. However, as I said before, that knowledge is innate. We come into this world as explorers and travelers to learn the perspective of things. However, we come with the knowledge of before, the knowledge of things greater. And as we grow, that knowledge is warped by perspective and sometimes lost. We need to find that knowledge again. Look inside yourself. Look deep. Find that light. There's an old adage. The night is darkest before the dawn. And as I look at the world that we are surrounded with, it is quite dark. Darkness has shrouded our world entirely. However, myself and many others that think like me, I know they're out there. We know that the light's still there because there cannot be light without darkness and there cannot be darkness without light. Even if the darkness extinguishes the light, it still radiates. It will still pierce through that cloud, the smallest speck. It's funny because I remember back in scout training, they would talk about a lit cigarette. If you stand on the side of a mountain scouting in the desert valley below, up to about six miles away, you can tell whether or not a man is smoking a cigarette. That little bitty ember on the end of that stick will illuminate and pick you out. Just like other things that's been told in movies and stuff about astral projection. These things are true. Except on that astral plane, it is a plane of darkness in a way. And when we as beings separate ourselves from the material world and enter that astral plane, we inhabit our true form, which is a beacon of light. So all manner of dark things will be drawn to you, but however, in the darkest of times, sometimes we merely need to shine light. And that which causes fear and unease is actually revealed to be kindred spirits, kindness, and love. We just are afraid to step into the dark because we are told the darkness is an evil place. Not necessarily. As I said, darkness begets light as light begets darkness. And that Kingdom Hearts game, it's funny because the closer you get to the light, the larger your shadow becomes. This is very true. If you seek enlightenment, you must also be aware that along that path, darkness encroaches. Don't be fooled that this is the end all be all. Just be realizing that this is acceptance 
be humble. True humility will guide that path to righteousness. So, those were words spoken by a former great president that we had, John F. Kennedy. His words. I want you to go back and re-listen to them. Man's problems can be solved by man. The way we conquer the wrongs that we see today is by first looking inside yourself correcting the wrongs of you so that you may be able to do right just think on that for a minute
to speak on a few things that are understanding others the other elements and the other nations will help you become whole a few things that I would like to take quotes from a very influential and enlightened source of wisdom it actually comes from a kid's show Avatar Last Airbender in the words of Uncle Iroh Life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not. Second quote. It is important to draw wisdom from many different places. If you take it from one place, it becomes stale and rigid. Third quote. There's nothing wrong with a life of peace and prosperity. I suggest... You think about what it is that you want from your life, and why. The response would be, I want my destiny. And that is what it means is up to you. What is your destiny? Think of this. Think of where you wish to be in your life, and why you want to be there. finalize our episode tonight I'm going to do another little meditation this time I want it to be a little bit different last episode we talked about breathing just allowing yourself to breathe in the same fashion I want you to continue practicing breath control control your breathing Step outside, feel the earth beneath your feet, take a deep breath in, and exhale all the stress away. Now with every inhale, nurture that inside light with the energy from the earth just as before we draw it up through our feet and let it out draw the energy through you let the earth's energy radiate a light within Keep breathing. Let the energy flow. And let your inner light radiate through the darkness. Keep breathing. In. Out. Understand that. This energy is raw and pure, so it must be molded. Breathe in. Breathe out. Focus on the healing energy. Focus on your inner light 
shining brighter and brighter with each new breath. When you concentrate on your breathing, realize that each breath rejuvenates. Each breath enhances that light. In and out. And just so, with every breath that you exhale, Push back the darkness of the world. I want you to continue this exercise past this episode. Tonight's meditation, I want you to focus on healing and rejuvenation. In and out. Release all tension. Release all stress. Realize that the earth is the womb in which all life can flow. Be one with the earth as a fee- as a baby is one with the mother inside her womb. Mother Earth, receive her energy, be one with the universe, be one with your inner spirit, be one with your inner light, breathe in and breathe out, release the tension keeping you from your inner light. Release the attachment to this material world. As I said, keep practicing your breath control. Keep enveloping yourself in that raw natural energy and let it heal you. Let it expand your light. Keep breathing. Focus on good steady breath. And then imagine yourself at peace. Imagine yourself whole. Imagine yourself enveloped with the light. Become the universe. Because the universe is you. Alright folks. That's it for tonight. This is S.K. McQuaid signing off with Wade Enterprise. And remember, we are in this together.